2: On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor.
1: No good. Ball game.
3: Billiken wins. Billiken wins.
2: Now, the Billiken Basketball Radio Show.
3: pleasant good evening to everyone glad you're with us in the Billiken Coaches Show I'm Bob Ramsey and Travis Ford is here as the Billikens get this part of their season going conference play in the Coaches Show we're at Fieldhouse 510 North Teresa been our home for a long long time except we haven't been here we were reminded hadn't been here in three years coach with COVID and all those things isn't that crazy
2: it is crazy it's uh you know I was thinking about that on the way over here how uh how long it's been and in some ways, it's gone by fast. In other ways, yeah. it's gone by. <laughs> it, it seems like a long time. But uh, it's good to be back. It's, it's great to be back.
3: So um, it's time to, uh, as our first show of the year, kind of catch up on everything. And let's talk about how we got to this place. And we'll talk about non-conference schedule into conference schedule in a minute. But let's talk about your team and what you felt like you needed to do to put this team together. We see opponents... And when we watch games on TV, two, three transfers, four, seven, nine transfers and putting teams together, it's kind of made trying to predict basketball crazy this year.
2: Yeah, it has. The transfer portals, you know, you never know from year to year at this point. Um, You know, I think that's why you see, you know, a lot of teams um, that you, you just don't you may not know what they have. They may have lost a lot, and you don't know what to act- actually expect. And some teams have excelled coming out of the portal, and some teams haven't done quite as well. Um, but I think it's going to go year by year based on, you know, returners, things like that. We've played against some teams this year where, you know, the majority of their team were trans- mm-hmm. came out of the transfer portal or, or, or first-year guys. Even though they were older teams, they were new players to that system, new players to that school uh, but it played at other places or place some of them have been two to three time transfers so yeah I, I think' it 's totally changed college athletics, and I think basketball seeing a huge part of it uh, it 's changed from it 's changed from teams really no you know being able to manage a roster from year to year it 's made it really difficult to prepare for the future. Um, But uh, I think you're starting to see some effects of it starting with this season. We
3: could do entire talk shows on transfer portals and those kinds of things. But just kind of generally and quickly when we talk about, you know, in the past, talking about building programs and four- and five-year players, even that's changed a little bit on what you feel like you can do, what you need to do going into a given season.
2: Yeah, it's it's again college, college athletics and college basketball. From my stand, from, from from what I deal with on a daily basis, is almost doesn't even look the same as it did two mm-hmm. to three years ago. It is in a, a, a totally different um, landscape than than I, I got into this. I think this is my 26th year as a college head coach, and it is like night and day from what I got into it as far as building a team, as far as building over time. Now, we we have some guys in our program uh, that have been been here for a little while, um, and we hopefully we can keep doing that. There's no guarantees, and, you know, you always, for us, you always got to try to continue to prepare for the future uh, on a daily basis when it comes to recruiting and things like that, um, but uh, I, I don't, you know, it, you can't get caught looking too far ahead because you just never know but it's a different total different landscape from you know because of the portal because of the nil the name image and likeness um it's just a a a totally different um game than i than i got into
3: so you knew after the end of last season some of the things you need to get you had sincere parker coming in from junior college and then you went in the transfer portal and were able to get, uh, bring a guy home, basically, Javon Pickett, and go out and get Jake Forrester, a very experienced big guy.
2: Well, we knew, we knew we needed to add a player or two. Um, we, we needed some inside depth. We knew that. And, uh, you know, we feel very good about Jake Forrester. I think he's done a great job this year and still think his best basketball is ahead of him. Um, but he's, he's played kind of the role we, we wanted him. Uh, to do. Uh, and then Javon Pickett, a man that we thought could be a difference maker, as he has. Um, you know, he's, on, on some given nights, he's been the reason we've won games. Um, and we knew what we were kind of getting. We were looking for some leadership, some experience, uh, a guy that could play on both sides of the ball, that could really good, be very good defensively as well as offensively. And obviously, he was a proven player coming out of Missouri.
3: And what about um, from some guys like that, new guys to the program but have been leaders where they had been in the past, and kind of the alchemy of putting that all together to to kind of figure out your team. And I know verbal leadership has been something you've been seeking all along.
2: Yeah, you know, you're around our team a lot. We don't have the most vocal team, period. Uh, They're fairly great, great guys, fun to be around. and, And from that standpoint, they all get along great. Uh, just really good guys, but they're, in general, pretty low-key personality guys. There's not much said. You know, again, for somebody like myself that's been around teams my whole life from a player and a coach, you're used to guys carrying on, and you're used to, you're, you you usually have to tell them to settle down. These guys, we're trying to get them to show a little bit of life at times and, you know, uh, a little bit of energy. Uh, but in general, a very low-key quiet group of guys and um and we've talked about it we we think it's been an issue that's carried over on the court to an extent and it's it's kind of we think been a little bit of the issue for for our team as far as why we haven't quite been our best um but it's it's you know we knew that uh, you know a little bit you know we we had some louder guys that were some of the louder guys off last year's team were martin linson and jordan nesbitt were more Mm -hmm. outgoing type personalities um And even the players who are on this team who played on last year's team said, wow, we never knew how much Martin talked until now. Uh, (laughs) You know, Martin was by far the most vocal player on our team. Uh, Before that was Jordan Goodwin, kind of took it for everybody. Jordan Goodwin was the guy that every, you know, he talked for everybody. He was the personality of the team, and everybody just kind of followed him from that standpoint. Um, And then Martin kind of took it over. Um, but uh but yeah it's uh, every team has a different personality, and this one 's you know it 's a little bit different
3: and I wonder if some of that 's taking uh, <clears throat> taking a cue probably subconsciously from somebody like Yuri Collins, who 's the best point guard in America, and he leads by example, but when you watch him play he 's got ice water in his veins and he 's like an assassin, and so that 's not necessarily the rah rah. Guy, and I wonder if cues are taken from that maybe a little bit
2: well, I think so, um, you know because he has he, he obviously has the biggest presence on our team he he is our leader all the everybody knows that uh, he has such a, a an incredible presence on our team, and everybody kind of follows him um, and that's great because, like you said he's the best point guard in America. we put a lot of trust and faith in him and um, and and it, and he usually, he always delivers. I mean, he does everything he can night in and night out. But with that said, he is a very, very quiet individual, very non-emotional. And that's probably not a bad thing most nights. Sometimes we would like to get a little bit more, and, <laughs> you know, but some, and sometimes our team needs it. Sometimes our team needs it. Um, but, uh, you know, like, like I say, he's very, very quiet, very, you know, he's very focused individual. And, and our team follows him by example, no question. How hard, how hard he plays, um, and the unselfishness that he plays with, is a leadership in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <clears throat> it's nothing new. We 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 always have known that yuri has been very very quiet. So we've we've looked other places to try to get you know because you got to have a little bit of area. If you, you've got to have some vocal leadership from some somewhere, as far as some, you know, a, a rallying around type voice. And uh, Yuri's done a better job of it. And John Pickett's done a good job. Fred Thatch uh, obviously was doing a good job. It's a, little, it's a whole lot more difficult now that he won't be playing. But somebody who has stepped up here lately over the last week that we have been highly impressed with, and it's not easy to do, has become a very vocal, very vocal on our team is Larry Hughes. I and,
3: knew you were going to say that. And
2: we are so happy with him and, um, for, for doing that because sometimes freshmen would rather just sit back, especially on an older team, especially on an older team. Um, it's, it, it would be very easy to sit back and just say, hey, let, me, let them do it. Uh, that's not my place. But I think he's looked around the room and said, hey, if nobody else is going to do it, I think I'll do it. And he's done some things here lately that I think the whole team has witnessed and said, wow, that's impressive. On the court? On the court, off the court. Oh, okay. But yeah. uh, um, well, we
3: see things like not just making baskets, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but also doing things, handling the ball, um, being savvy on the court, diving for loose balls, those little extra things that coaches give you a little extra credit for.
2: Yeah, you know, what he's doing on the court is 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 nothing new from what we've seen even in practice he, he's from day one I, i've liked what i've seen he's continued to get better and better as any freshman would or new player would he's gotten better and better um and then sometimes you just need that chance uh, yeah. you know and I've, and he wasn't getting a chance earlier and you know for different reasons he's got a chance we have great faith in him no different than we do with kellen Thames and and different guys, I have no issue, uh, you know no hesitation to put never would, to putting these guys in they've been doing really well in practice, but what he's done, what Larry's done, he's taken advantage of the opportunity when, he've got, when he's gotten in the game he's, made, he's been a difference maker he's made our team better um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that when you when you have some leadership about you uh, and this is something I talk to our team a lot, sometimes you you need to get out. You need to encourage others uh, and, and be a leader to support others and be loud to others and support others out loud because that gets you outside of yourself. It takes some of the pressure off yourself. And sometimes when you take the pressure off yourself, it allows you to excel at a higher level. Play free. Play free. Yeah. You know, when you're worried more worried about let me support him, let me set a good screen for him, let me help him on defense, let me talk to him, let me give him a high five, let me cheer When you're cheering and doing other things, you're not so concerned about yourself and what's going on. You're getting outside yourself. And I really think that's been a difference maker for him. I really do. I think he's not worried about individual stats. He's not worried about anything like that. All he cares about is winning, and all Larry wants to do is just try to figure out how to get a little bit more playing time. That's not a bad thing to do. No. It's not a bad thing. Let me just figure out how I can get more playing time. And when you worry about some of those things, it's amazing how... The ball goes in for you. Yeah, when you're not worried about yourself.
3: This will be the last time I make the reference because I've done it three or four times during games, and I think people are probably sick of it already. So you're you like country music? I oh guess, yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. You're familiar with the old writer songwriter David Allen Coe? Yeah. <laughs> he he wrote a song about Hank Williams Jr. Oh yeah. And the song and and so I stole it ain't going to call Larry Hughes Jr. Jr. anymore. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And
3: and having fun with it, but the point is, he's making his own way. And I think that's really important. And uh, uh, the fact that he's standing on his own two feet and earning the minutes from you, I think it's great. It's a great story.
2: There's there's no question he's going to create his own path, but he also isn't running that he – you know, yeah. he's the son of one of the, the greatest slew player and one of the great all-time mm-hmm. basketball players in general. I don't yeah. care, NBA and college, whatever it may be. Uh, and, but, you know, he, he'll create his own path and uh, hopefully create his own legacy here. Uh, and he's on his way. Yep. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, but he has, he's never ran from it. And, you nope. know, some guys, they feel the pressure of that. But he's obviously, as he should be, very, very proud um, to be, you know, uh, you know, Larry's son, and he really represents the Hughes family extremely well as they have had several kids come through SLU mm-hmm. and um, things like that. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I can't tell you how impressed I've been with all of our freshmen. We could do this whole show about how high uh, I hi, am on our freshmen from obviously from Larry Hughes to – kellen thames is going to be a superstar and he's going to play this year he's going to play this year um he's going to get in some games uh, and and really be a difference maker and help us this year he will um nick kramer's red shirting this year that's why people have, it's funny i've had some people ask me lately and i said i don't know if we've even released that but he's red shirting is the reason he hasn't played or he would be playing some mm-hmm. he's he's got a real toughness about him and um, you know, really excels in practice. And then Momo Cisse has been good in practice. So. What a terrific young man. A great young man. Just great kids. Um, but very proud of all these freshmen.
3: Uh, before we take a break, and I'm already late, but I want we touched on it a moment ago, and I want to talk about Uri um, Collins. One, one more comment about him. And uh, in, in today's sports world, you got to be careful. Upper body injury, lower body injury, all that. And I've, I've watched a number of times. He's taped up like a mummy yeah. sometimes and never says a word. And if I didn't happen to see it, how much Jonathan Birch has to work on him to get him ready to practice and to play, I wouldn't have known because you wouldn't know by watching him how, how beat up he is.
2: No, I've said it many times, and he's proven it over and over again. He's probably top two of the toughest players I've ever coached. And that's one of the things I've you know I have a lot of NBA scouts talking to me about him and different things. One of the things I bring up is that you have no idea what type toughness this young man has, and and it's mental and physical toughness. He's built like a a tank. He is strong, uh, really really strong. But when you're his size, you play them as many minutes as he does, and that and and you're put in the position he has you're going to get some in you're going to get banged up oh yeah and he is always banged up but never ever does he complain he doesn't even he'd rather me not even know about it because he wants to practice um and that's unheard of nowadays i'll be very unheard of now that most guys do anything to get out of practice i got a hangnail Uh, i'm down yeah um he is uh like I said, he and Marcus Smart, two of the toughest players I've ever coached. Um, just, you know, competitively toughness. Jordan Goodwin would be up there as well. But right. just tough guys that not much holds them down. You can't do much to hold them down. Not much gets in their way. They don't let much get in their way of, be, of being great. And that's – they don't let themselves get in the way. And so many players nowadays, they get in the way of themselves. And uh, – you know, he, he's, a, he doesn't make excuses. Um, and he just fights through every, you know, injury that he can. And, um, you know, w- if you remember back in the NIT game last year, I didn't play him cause he had a foot injury mm-hmm. and he wanted to play, did everything that he, you know, he was doing everything he could to try to play. I didn't think it was worth it at that time. And, um, uh, but, yeah, uh, one of his great strengths is how tough he is.
3: That's Travis Ford. It's the Billiken Coaches Show. We're here at 510 North Teresa at Fieldhouse. Already had a little bit of chipotle chili. We've got a grilled chicken salad over there. We've had uh, the uh, bacon, lettuce, and fried green tomato sandwich. Um, come on down, 510 North Teresa. Come see us before and after games as well right here at Fieldhouse. We'll come back, take a look at the game most recently played, or take a listen um, as the Billikens got that home win against St. Bonaventure, we'll do that when we return on the Billiken Coaches Show.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
1: New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for $25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: We're back at Field House, 510 North Teresa. It is the longtime home of the Billiken Coaches Show. Travis Ford is here. I'm Bob Ramsey. Glad you're with us this evening. A few folks have stopped by to talk a little Billiken basketball. Let's go back. um, I tell you what, we can, I want to go back a little bit before we get to these highlights. We may take another break and go in segment three before we go to the highlights because I want to talk a little bit about the difference, Coach, of going through non-conference and then into conference and the differences. I'm, I'm looking around. I try to watch games and, Look at box scores, and you know, that's what I—I'm such a nerd. That's what I do every yeah. morning—is drink my cup of coffee and go through box scores and that sort of thing. And we touched on the transfer portal, and the, and it is made—it is made trying to figure games and who's better than who almost impossible. It is for me anymore. Um, you know, you've got your real elite teams. You know, your pal Kel- Kelvin Sampson, of course, is one of the elite ones in Bill Self. There's a small handful, but man, after that top handful of teams, it's wide open.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is. I think more than any year that I've seen, um, you know, play is fluctuating. Yeah, Teams are fluctuating, having really good games, really bad games. You're seeing a lot of 30-point victories or 30-point losses, more than you've ever seen. Somebody wrote an article about it, and I think – it all there's reasons for all this, I believe. But, uh, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, it's impossible to predict, I think, nowadays. Um, I think the non-conference is more of everybody just kind of getting a feel for each other. Some teams do better than others and just trying to get a feel for your own team. And sometimes you don't do as well as you maybe wanted to or expected to, kind of like we did. Or uh, Even though we had an extremely tough schedule... Uh, we didn't play the way we wanted to, and then some teams probably surprised themselves and played better. And uh, I, I, I think that's what it's going to look like for a very long time.
3: Let's talk about your friend Richard Pitino, yeah. New Mexico, undefeated, the last undefeated team in the country, jumps into conference play and gets punched in the gut twice.
2: Yeah, it, it, that, that's <laughs> just. I was telling somebody the other day, you could throw everything out, and when it comes to conference play records, we all know that it's just, it's just a there's a different feel, a different atmosphere conference play you're obviously you're looking at standings and different things like that you're kind of used to each other to an extent if it, if the coaches have been in the league for a little bit um but yeah you you never again i, I don't know if you ever get a true feel for how good a team is non conference sometimes you do there's obviously exceptions to every rule but it's you know nowadays i think it takes a lot longer time to get understanding how good is a how good is a team and you you know for a team like us, you know we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, we know we we need to start winning some games consistently and get on a run here, um, but you know we 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 had some really good moments non conference and some really bad ones
3: well, and then one one other comment kind of big picture, and this is more of a media thing than a coach's thing, but when I look at when I look at rankings even some even some of the ratings, some of the numbers. I, there's, I think there's a built-in bias early, and I, I really believe that. Not that it's intentional, but it's because it's always kind of been that way. And it's so wide open now. I don't know if what we're seeing in polls and rankings really reflect what's going on.
2: <clears throat> no, um, I was having this conversation no about a, two weeks ago. Really? About that? There, they somebody I was probably singing our sorrows and talking about. Our team, and they were like, you know, you look at even the preseason top 15, it's not even cl- like the North Carolina was unanimously number, every single person in the country had North Carolina number one. They've lost five or six games, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. There's a lot of teams that were supposed to be good for whatever reason, didn't perform in the non-conference. Still doesn't mean you still can't, you know, get it back and start playing well, but a lot of teams that, uh, uh, that had higher expectations uh, haven't quite Done that, you know, what they would hope probably. Um, and there's been a lot of surprise teams that weren't even in the top 25 at all that are in the top five right now. Weren't right. even preseason top 25. I go back, it's just a different day and age uh, than it is, you know, with these young kids getting them to play day in and day out, night in and night out, and uh, all the different things they're going through. And, uh, it, you, you know, you're just trying to manage it all at this point.
3: And speaking of managing, I've got us almost back on time. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll take a look at our highlights from the St. Bonaventure game. Talk about the Atlantic 10 and being in conference play. That's Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. This is the Billiken Coaches Show from Fieldhouse 510 North Teresa. Don't go away. (laughs) It's fun talking to coach during the break. So I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell anybody what we were talking about. It's not important. Dealing with young people, harder to be a dad or a coach?
2: Who we? <laughs> or is it too similar? Is there no difference? There's not really. Um, you know, um, you, you try to hold both, all of them accountable, you know, but also trying to be understanding. You love them. You love them. Um, you know there's a lot of similarities no doubt about it um and uh you know it our our, you know my own kids is you know it's the job i have taken you know they're all older now in college different things like that but growing up um you know being gone a lot whether you're games recruiting whatever it may be you know, sometimes I'm probably lighter on them because you don't want to be the disciplinarian all the time when you're just, you know, um, being gone for two or three days and things like that. Um, I'm probably sometimes harder on my players sometimes maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I think you make a good point. There's a lot of similarities to that. You want the best for all of them. You, you know, um, I, I try to work my tail off every single day to try to make all my own kids, my players, have the best experience and learn at the same time, and it's a fine line uh, to be able to do that to create relationships, create memories of a lifetime, but also you got to create lessons that are going to make you a better person. That when you get out in the real world, because I tell my players and my kids this that you're you know you're living the good life now. You know everything is mm-hmm. good. Uh, I tell my player you're getting your rent paid for you have your free food you get new nike shoes and and my own kids as well you know uh at some point you go out in the real world and the real world is when you have to support yourself and i was just giving my players this speech the other day what we do is not hard on a daily basis now we want to work hard but it's not hard work um it becomes hard when you've got to start supporting your own family, when you've got to put a roof over your kids' heads and you've got to put food on the table and you have responsibilities of paying the rent and paying mortgages. And uh, then things get very serious. Things get very, very, very serious very, very quickly. And I said, those days are going to come for all of you, I hope. I hope they do. I hope you have a – you know, one thing I tell my player, you know, I'm trying to teach you to be a husband, a father, and, and go out in the real world. And there's things I'm, we're doing through basketball – through different things that hopefully teach you some uh, life lessons that are going to benefit you one day. Because uh, life isn't going to be, and I've used that this year, There was no guarantees we we're supposed to go out and win every single game. So there's no guarantee. Even though we thought we had a, you know, believe we have a really good team and all that. But if, if we're supposed to win every game, why do we throw it up? Let's just, you know, why do you even throw mark the ball? Them down just and move mark them down and move on. <laughs> Everybody has a chance to win. Unfortunately, we've lost some that we didn't think we should have lost by no stretch. And, but that's why you play the game, and that is life. That is life. So what are you going to learn from that to hopefully be better the next time? So you can be better now to maybe help win a game, or more importantly, when you're trying to provide for your family and things get tough, how are you going to respond? And uh, all those lessons are true, whether they're my players, my own kids at home, uh, and those are the most important things luckily sports can help us learn as we play sports and we do some things. It can help us hopefully learn and provide some life skills as they move forward.
3: So let's get it right back to just basketball after a tough one. uh, Well, actually you split on the road to open conference play and then you come home for that first uh, Atlantic 10 game, St. Bonaventure coached by Mark Schmidt that we have great respect for. And uh, he had, St. Bonaventure, the Iron Five that played all those years together, and they all left at the same time. And so, you know, what's St. Bonaventure going to be? Well, as we would expect, a good team again. So tell me about the preparation for that game before we go to the highlights.
2: Yeah, you know, we had a lot of respect because they'd, they'd beat two of the better teams in our league. Beat we, UMass. Uh, beat them bad. Um, it, it, they were up 30 at one point. Um, and uh, it, it, we're playing their best basketball. By far, really scoring at a high clip, defensively locked in, typical Mark Smith's team, tough, hard-nosed. So we had a lot of respect uh, for their team. They had one young man in conference play was averaging 30 points a game in three games, and, um, you know, so we uh, – we, and I don't think it hurts. We played with a little fear. I don't think that hurts. I, I think you've got to be a little bit on edge, uh, a little – more than a little. You always need to be on edge. You need to be confident. No question, have great confidence but and have great respect uh, for your opponents. But you also have to have a little bit of fear of, all right, uh, I can't let my guard down here. And we haven't quite, quite played with that mentality this year at all. Yeah. We've played with a, a lot of times mentality, oh, we're going to be all right. We'll get it back. We're, you know, everything's going to be okay. Um, and then the next thing you know, it's not. Uh, so, you know – uh, we've talked to our team a lot about there's nothing wrong with having a little fire in your belly, a little nervousness. Yes, you're prepared. You're ready to go. It's not a, it's not a nervousness that you're not ready. It's a nervousness that you want to do well, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to do great. And you got to have that in your belly a little bit. Uh, I think, um, you know, I told my players the other day, I said, guys, and I was standing out in the middle of the f- court, they were huddled around me, circle around me, and I said, you can all look at me. I'm not much to look at here. I'm not real tall. Uh, I'm not the fastest guy in the world by no stretch. I wasn't the quickest, but I competed at, at, at this game that you're playing at a pretty high level because I played scared every single game. I was scared to death because I knew the guy I was guarding was faster, quicker, and probably better than I was, and I played with a fear if I didn't want to let my teammates down. I didn't want to fail, uh, and that's Highly what motivated me is playing with the fear that, hey, I mean, you know, I got to I got to compensate here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And I played that way. And I said, if I hadn't played that way, I would I would have never as succeeded. And sometimes you can get comfortable. And I think we got a little comfortable in who we thought we were. And we didn't have that edge that we needed. And we're still we're kind of looking for that right now.
3: One thing about the St. Bonaventure game, as the Billikens win that one, of course, 78-55. that's not on the highlights, but probably, at least in my view, is the number one thing. You mentioned Daryl Banks III. Coming in, he'd average 30 points a game for three games. So, And he was guarded. You chose to put Uri Collins on him, their best player. So I'm going to sit here, and I'm gonna, we're going to count out loud how many points he got. Here we go. Let's start. One. That's it.
2: That's he held him it. to
3: one point.
2: I, that's impressive. But you know what's even more impressive? He held him to like four shots or five shots. Oh, for 5. Oh, for 5. To me, a guy that was getting up. No assists. I mean, you t- talking about totally took a guy out. And like. Yeah. Like we didn't have to worry about that. And. Uh, it was one of the better defensive performance on a guy that was as hot as that young know, man yeah. was coming in, as I've seen. Um, and I think our other players fed off that. We played the best team defense, team defense that we've played all year long. And that goes through watching, you know, all little, a lot of little things that we look for that we have not been even close to seeing on a consistent basis. Uh, and then I thought we moved the ball on offense – the best we've moved it in an extreme long time as far as not taking bad shots not breaking plays down um and not uh and, and and getting the ball reversed from side to side plain and simple
3: let's jump into the highlights and we'll start with first bucket of the game as you guys went inside terrence hargrove and now up top to okoro kills the dribble back to Yuri collins looks in entry pass okoro jam time well, I'm looking for. Earl was looking for that, getting him with the ball in deep.
2: Yeah, and that play right there came off, I think, after six passes, I believe. And that's something we've tried to – you know, you've got to give the defense a chance to make a mistake. A lot of times we don't give our, the defense a chance to make the mistake. We take a quick bad shot. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, yeah. and it just, you know, puts a lot of pressure on your defense. But, uh, you know, showing them film today, we showed them and gave them stats within the game, how many passes we made, what our percentages were to score after we made four or five passes or more, or percentages go way, way up, things like that. Um, But, uh, you know, it's when you move the ball, you screen, you're trying to help each other score. When you're trying to help each other score, it's amazing good things can happen when you have some players that uh, are good offensively.
3: Let's get into the second half real quick. And uh, Billiken scored 34 points off the bench, 34 points. And it started with Larry Hughes. So he finally gives it a direct handoff, like to a running back, for Collins behind the back, look to the corner. Bang! Larry Hughes Jr. on a no-look behind the back yes. from Uri Collins. That I saw, I really looked at the highlight later. There was a little more space than I thought, which maybe made it a tougher pass as Uri went baseline and flipped it back.
2: Yeah, that was, uh, and, that, and, that, and Larry, to set it up before, Larry actually was on the right wing um and mm-hmm. and the ball was on the left wing and Javon set Larry a flare screen on the right wing and Larry came off and kind of curled around it and ran all the way to the opposite corner I broke that play down today for the team I said now you're looking at the three let's go back and see how he got this three. First of all he got it by a great screen from Javon Pickett and then Larry moved without the ball he didn't stand and watch. he moved move yourself move the ball and you fight, and good things will happen. Things will, you know, when you play hard, it's amazing how the ball goes in. When you play hard, it's amazing how it bounces your way. But if you're expect, if you're just coming out there thinking it's going to happen for you, uh, it, it doesn't seem. It doesn't usually work that way.
3: The next uh, uh, man off the bench, Sincere Parker, scored big. To Collins, uh, Very uh-huh. high dribbles. Into the corner, Sincere Parker. Bang! He got it! <laughs> Sincerely yours! Yeah, Parker had three threes. He was three of four from beyond the arc. And you can tell, and in, in, you know, we look back, whether it's Javante Perkins or, or um, uh, remember, Tremaine Isabel, sometimes it takes guys new to a team, takes a little time to figure it out.
2: It's We've used both those examples um, too, Sincere. Um, you know, because it is hard to come right away, come in and play right away. Um, it's just such a, an adjustment. And we told him just to stay positive, keep going, keep working. We know he's good at offense, even though he hasn't been shooting the ball well. That, as I told him, that's never concerned me. I don't worry about that. We've got to get your defense coming along. And, boy, he had some really good defensive possessions on Saturday. Really good. Not just good for sincere, but really good overall, what we've been looking for, for for, deep, for defensive, for team defense. Um, and we're just, you know, I think he's going to continue to get better and better as he gains confidence and understands what it means to compete at this level, uh, you know, consistently.
3: You mentioned earlier in the show how good Jake Forrester is, has been, and here's a great example. He refuses a screen, has a double team on him, draws a oh, triple, yeah. oh. got it the ball. Oh, Jake was going to dunk it, now he got it back. Jam time! He was going to dunk, dropped it, Picked it up and went back and jammed on it. On his head. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give up on that play.
2: No, uh, Uri gave him a great pass that he kind of fumbled a little bit uh, and, uh, and had the awareness to grab the ball uh, after he lost it and turned around and, and finished with force. That's something we're looking for, finish with force. You know, don't go up looking to get fouled. Go up to get an and one and uh, a great, great finish.
3: And then finally, Gibson Jimerson had a slow start to the game, but he sure put a stamp on the end of the game. And it sounded like this: refuses the screen, wants yeah, to take it. Rumpel into the corner. Jimerson three, bang! You got another one. Oh, big finish for Gibson Jimerson. He had a, a eight, a kind of an eight zero or an eight point riff at the end of the game. That was good to see for his confidence. I think.
2: Yeah, no, it's good. To see, it's always good to see the ball go through the through the net and. Uh, you know, I, I thought his defense was, was good. I thought he passed the ball well in the game, and he didn't let miss some shots bother him. Uh, and that, that's really important because he could do so much, so many things on our team to help us win. And he draws a lot of attention offensively. And when he's passing the ball, and when he gets two guys on him and makes the next pass, it's just going to make us a better team. You know, it, shots are going to fall. I uh, don't worry about that. It's all the other stuff that uh, we've got to be consistent with.
3: That's Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. We're at. Fieldhouse, 510 North Teresa, and we'll come back with a final word in a moment. Thanks for being with us on Camel X. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show, 510 North Teresa. It's Fieldhouse. That's that's our location. Been here for many years. It's a great spot. Hope you will come by and join us. If not tonight, then, of course, pre or post Billiken games it is the place to be Travis Ford is here of course and let's look ahead to Wednesday night as the Billikens play host to George Mason a team we saw last year as an up-and-coming team and um they've gotten up they're coming they're good they're they're
2: very very good um you know, I thought they would be uh, and are one of the best teams in our league. I thought they, you know, they've got uh, – we had a heck of a game. We won in double overtime there last year. And, Unbelievable. You know, Uri made a last-second layup, and he ended up with 35 points or whatever it was. But they had another young man on their team, two guys. that were playing this game. One, their, uh, one of their starting big men, Oduro, had 32 on us last year, who was back. He's a preseason first-team all-league player. Then they have another young man, Cooper, who had 22 on us last year. He's back. So uh, we have a lot of respect and understand how good they are. They're very, very talented. They have several transfers. Uh, They have a transfer from Tennessee that's really lighting it up. A young man named – last name Bailey. Mm -hmm. Lefty, score, shooter, driver, does a little bit of everything. Uh, And they've added a couple of transfers. So really, really good team. Uh, You know, won some big games this year. We're going to have to play well.
3: Yeah, they can really shoot it. I, you know, I start to look at their three-point shooting. As a team, thirty-six percent. You mentioned Victor Bailey, forty-eight percent from three.
2: Yeah, he can really shoot it. As a team, they're one of the better three-point shooting teams that we've played. Um, as far as percentages uh, are concerned, they're 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 up there. Uh, they they have two two to three guys in their lineup that are probably just, you know, dead-eye shooters, guys, that you can't leave open from the three-point line. Um, and then they've got the inside-out game, you know, with Odoro inside, who is as creative a score there, as there is the, in the country, probably in the post. He mm. just creates shots on his own, spin moves, up and under moves, Uh, It's not just back you down, jump hooks. He has got an array of moves, and he uses them all in every single possession. Very, very talented individual, tough to stop.
3: And that will be, of course, on Wednesday as uh, the Billikens will play host to George Mason, 7 o'clock, 647, the pregame, right here on KMOX before we run out of time. And I know no coaches, you in particular, you don't want to look too far ahead except that. Next trip on the road on Friday night in Washington D.C. Get a chance to take the team to go watch Jordan Goodwin play.
2: Yeah, you know we're we're excited to get to go see Jay Good play, and uh, he's playing so well. Uh, he had uh, he played over 20 minutes a couple nights ago, had nine points, and doing a great job for the Wizards. And uh, you know I know our guys are going to be excited about it, and. Um, you know so it's it, uh we're looking forward to that
3: yeah and, and and what's it mean for you you know we we talk often about Marcus Smart and, and what he meant to you personally and as a player and how much you admired him as a player and to see get you guys that you coached go on to play at the highest level
2: yeah it's you know uh it's exciting uh you know it's it's exciting to go see to always see any of your former players go have success after they leave college whether it's a job or marriage or kids or whatever it may be. Um, but it's been interesting to watch Jay Good just stay focused on his dream, stay focused on getting better every day, watching him in the summertime. In, in, after he left you know, and wasn't part of our team, coming back to the gym twice a day, working out, going through the G League last year, staying positive, taking advantage of the opportunity when he got it, uh, never making excuses. Uh, and now he's put himself in position – uh that he i think is going to probably get a really good contract uh and be able to hopefully stay in the nba for a very long time he's proven himself he's helping the team be successful he's helping the team win uh so i'm excited i'm excited to see him very very proud of him
3: that'll be on friday but of course again we will be playing on wednesday coach thanks for the visit looking forward to it this year and we'll go get him on wednesday sounds good that is travis ford don't forget. Uh, 9774 SLU. Of course, you can go online for Billiken tickets and uh, hope to get a good crowd on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. For our X producer, Matt Pajeski. for our engineer and producer here at Fieldhouse, Jim Jackson, I'm Bob Ramsey. Everyone have a great evening and we'll see you at Shaffetz Arena on Wednesday.
2: On the Billiken Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Billiken Sports Network.